Hello and welcome everyone to the inaugural first ever episode of the What Is This Nonsense podcast title pending. Is that, did we? I, I wasn't sure about the, I forgot what we named this thing. It's been a while. So that was my idea. And the more I thought about it, like it kind of encapsulates, I think what we're going for. I think, yeah, especially after. Because I have no idea the, what, what we're going to talk about. Exactly. So I think it fits well. Yeah. Yes. So. Now, I will say that uh, this is going to be all things really pop culture. So if it's popular and you know what, even if it's not, I'd like to talk about it, but that sounds a lot better than uh, the common nerd culture term thrown around. Exactly. Pop culture. I like it, which, you know, is cool. And you know, I'm a big fan of San Diego comic-con. That's a pop culture phenomenon now, mostly because there's stuff that don't fit for comic-con at that, but it's all, What's popular? It's all been rolled in together, which is, I think, you know, you know, I'm glad that quote unquote nerd culture has reached a bigger audience these days, you know, and exactly. It's not even so much nerd. It's like, well, are we geeks? And it was a bad (laughs) word. And now it's a good word. And, you know, it's really like you can be passionate about anything. One of my favorite things I see is people making fun of nerds who dress up. And it's like, how is that different than putting on your favorite sports jersey? True. Yeah. It's all, it's all, which I used to do. Yeah. Everything's, you know, if someone's passionate about something, I think, I think it's pretty cool for the most part. Uh, The work they put into things like, especially at the cons. Exactly. And and, I think that's what we're going for here is, you know, one of my favorites, you know, I going on a tangent again, episode one, uh, the first time I went to Comic-Con, what surprised me is I walked by a person of interest panel, which I watch that show. It's about, it's, it's like a spy, computer hacker, very cool stuff. Not what I was expecting to find at Comic-Con. And I'm sitting one row from the stars of the show, just having a chat with people at Comic-Con. I'm like, I thought it was going to be all superhero stuff. Yeah, I bet nowadays, there, I know there's the show called Blacklist, which was on network television. I bet they have presence at Comic-Con. They absolutely do. You and get crossover now with more. There's a lot of the CW shows, which are The CW universe, related. what do yeah. they call that? The guy that created it. Uh, oh, the Ber- uh, Berlinetta? Ber- something like that. Yeah. It's- we should probably know this, and I'm not going <laughs> to bother trying to look it up and make you listen to me type, but those are pretty awesome. When they did uh, Crisis of Infinity infinite earths which is a giant dc comics storyline that i haven't read i'm assuming it sounds like multiverse related or pretty multi, much multiple and dimensions or i something. think dc would argue that they did that first or they would certainly argue they did it better but different earths you had superman from like the 2005 superman meet you know superman now which is tyler hawkner or whatever multiverses but. are all their age these days that's true, and that's a good segue. Thank you, Shriver, because we're going to try to keep this format pretty loose, but top of the show, let's talk about some news, some new things, some things we're excited about before we segue into our main topic, which is, let's just be, keep it generic and call it Marvel. Current state, where it's going, and what we think. Um, before we jump into that, say hello to today's sponsor, and our sponsor if we ever get one in this part. Um, I'll I'll leave the ad reads to you. <laughs> well, you know, and and let me segue this with saying my podcasting uh, influences are Mr. Sunday Movies, who has the Weekly Planet, and Kevin Smith, which their podcast is called Fat Man Beyond. Now, I believe they have some very they they get sponsored. You'll see you hear the 
let me back up that up a little bit. You'll hear the same sponsors for all kinds of different YouTube channels, the podcasters as well. It's Keeps for men losing hair. Hello, Keeps. I could use some sponsorship. I'm bald. Uh, Manscaped is a big one. And Manscaped sounds like a cool product. I've never been super interested in shaving my balls. However, to hear Kevin Smith go on a five-minute rant about Manscaped <laughs> and his balls, it sounds a little weird me saying it out loud, but it's actually pretty hilarious. You can you can turn those ad reads into uh, you know little comedy bits. I think it's some, some this great, is true you know opportunities there. But you're right; it's not to go on a tangent, but I feel like these companies have you know they seem to go out in waves. You'll see something like Manscape or Keeps or Hims or all, all these different companies. Yep. They'll just all of a sudden pop up everywhere. I mean. They must go. They must get like a hundreds of podcasts at a time. They or, definitely do. You know, I mean, and it's I always whenever they talk about what those promotional deals or what they look like, or somebody be like, "Yeah, such and such reached out, and it was a lot of money." And some will say, and some won't. And to get it back a little bit on topic, Mister Sunday Movies, who I love. If anybody is listening to this. Go watch his YouTube channel. It's amazing. They have a podcast called The Weekly Planet, separate channel on YouTube, uh, available on all your podcast platforms. But they got uh, DC reached out before DC Fandom was like, we want to, you know, sponsor you or whatever it's called when they reach out. And companies will do that. And, you know, he always talks about he'll get one from the same video games, which make the rounds through all the YouTube channels and whatever. And he was like, yeah, I don't play any of that. I'm not doing it. But DC reached out and they had this list of, we'll call them demands. It wasn't demands, but it was a list of, uh, here's what you can say, here's what you can't say, here's how you have to do it, here's the hashtags you need to use, here's what you need to tweet before you do it. When you do it, think about dressing yourself up. Maybe decorate your car as the Batman and, and cosplay, and then talk about these things, but you can't talk about these things. Then you have to stream this many times, post this many times, tweet this many times. And this is they were explaining it on their podcast, The Weekly Planet, and he was just like, this is insane. I have two kids. I'm married. I don't have time to do this. And they're in Australia. So it was like 4 a.m. their time. And he didn't say how much money, but he said it was not an insignificant amount of money they were offering. Oh, yeah. These these companies with their sponsorships, they I mean, I guess it goes back and forth, right? They they pay the bills, but it. I think you calling it a list of demands is entirely accurate with with some of the requirements for these ad campaigns it's you know they have a very unique sense of humor and you know if anyone ever listens to certainly this episode and is familiar with the weekly planet you'll know that i'm shamelessly ripping off their format um but it works but they the rant that he goes on talking about that specific sponsorship when they reached out i mean i'm i'm losing it in the car listening to this just talking about and I'm like, would I do that? No, I wouldn't. It was too much. And I don't know what a significant amount of money is for a single sponsorship, but I, I think thousands of dollars is is the norm for especially those bigger, like DC has, let's face it, all the money that they keep throwing away on crappy movies. But uh, I mean, not crappy movies. They've made some better. Well, up efforts. until recently, I think that's probably accurate. Up until recently is good. And to segue back on to some kind of topic, as far as news goes, the stuff that came out of DC fandom, super excited for. I mean, some things we've been hearing about forever, like is the flash movie a real thing? We didn't even get a teaser because they didn't, they didn't call it a teaser, but here was 10 seconds of a clip. So they filmed something 
it's, Will it, it exists. Ever happen? It exists. That's, Ten seconds of a movie exists. I think is enough to get, especially Flash fans excited at least you know they want yeah it's obvious it's the flashpoint storyline which is his most famous yeah apparently like i'm excited like i will be in theaters to see that the ezra miller guy when he did the in dc fandom he had like a choker on and i'm just like you're strange bro but (laughs) he grew on me i think but i loved his portrayal of the flash which we've seen in just the one or was it two movies I guess it was just the uh, one. Yeah, I guess but... I mix up the whole Snyder cut, and it adds a bit of flat. It, it adds really, a, a lot, actually. It really does feel like a separate movie. Let's yeah. face it. it I seems, mean, and that's what like I was going to mention is that I think Flashpoint, you know, I, I guess part of the idea is the time travel aspect. Yeah. Or, you know, so they touch on that in... Uh, I guess just, Batman versus Superman, you first see, like... Yeah, the vision from Flash. So I think it, they were setting this up, but it it again kind of opens the route to timelines, multiverses, uh, which is good for them that. to dive into because, as far as a cohesive cinematic universe, which well, yeah, I was going to mention also the the new the Batman uh, stuff that came out, which doesn't looks it looks really good. It doesn't take place in the same universe as. But if you nail the multiverse aspect, be, I think that's it, okay. it works. It's the same with, you know, people were worried the the Joker doesn't take place in the Snyderverse, as they were called. I'm Which, sure there's a different name for it now, uh, or maybe not. I mean, but. it was the DCEU, but that was dead, and then they called it the Snyderverse because he made, like, three movies. That's and, it. And that's it. Three yeah, movies. three movies. And, like, look, I'm a, a self-proclaimed Marvel fanboy. They do everything right and nothing wrong, and we'll talk about that in a little bit, but... Everybody thinks everything needs to be all connected. It's got to be a multiverse or a expanded universe or everything has something to do with each other. And DC has been doing it their own way. I mean, let's face it. When I was growing up in the 80s, you know, because I'm old and whatnot, all we had was a very dated Superman. Like, it doesn't hold up as well now. But in the 80s, when I was watching Superman movies and they came out in the 70s, the first two, if I'm not mistaken, they were amazing. That was like, oh my God, Superman on TV. Yeah. You didn't have anything else like that. It's crazy how much things have changed. Because I remember the old Batman movies from the 90s. uh, And then I think it was, was it The Dark Knight? I mean, I guess it was Batman Begins. But it was kind of that first like adult, grim, more grim, uh, like darker take on the Those were some of the best. And those were Christopher Nolan, which, you know, uh, he is uh, a different kind of filmmaker, but... That was really what, when it all changed for DC, because Batman 89, as it's lovingly referred to now, was the first, I mean, Superman existed before I was born. Well, certainly, because he's from the 30s, but the Superman movies were in the 70s, like 76 and 79. But Batman 89, I was 10 years old to date myself, and that was the literal coolest thing I ever saw. Prince was the biggest person on the planet and he did the soundtrack. I used to listen to that soundtrack in my bedroom. Like that was great. But the nineties progressed and Batman, the level of quality did not stay at that, that those heights, let's call it that. Yeah. But then in the early two thousands, superheroes took off and people give a lot of credit to X-Men being a success. I love those movies. There was a bunch of superhero movies before that, but X-Men changed everything for me. Yeah, they because I I mean even the the Spider Man Sam Raimi movies 
I thought that that was a big step forward, but uh, the X-Men movies really st- stuck with me in a way at the time that they have their major flaws, don't get me wrong, <laughs> yeah, but the, it's hard not to love them. As the a, level of quality dipped down a little bit little, with those, as it went too, on. but... <laughs> But the interesting part is what really, really was super popular was the X-Men cartoon in the 90s. Like I was, I don't know what year that came out, but I was, you know, I was 10 in 1990 and the X-Men cartoon was my life. That was like whenever it played and I don't remember Saturday morning, certainly, but anytime it was on, I was watching it. Those were my characters. Wolverine, Gambit, Rogue, uh, Mystique, the greatest thing ever. And in the grand scheme of things, it was not that much longer after that that we got the X-Men movies. And you yeah. got to see Wolverine. And I didn't care that he was a tall Australian dude. And people were like, he needs to be Canadian and four feet tall. And it's like, yeah, but it's Wolverine. He, Hugh Jackman really became Wolverine he, in a way. Yeah. He killed that character and in a good way. He, he just knocked it out of the park so well. Even in the bad movies, because there are yeah. some bad X-Men movies. I mean, like the... The Wolverine, I guess he just got, well, he got three movies that are, you know, solo movies. Uh, people really don't like the one in Japan. I, I enjoyed it. There's I think not that, many movies that I that one, dislike. The Wolverine is better than X-Men Wolverine Origins, uh, you know, which he, he is still fine in. Uh, Hugh yeah, Jackman the, is the not the problem. is there. not with Hugh Jackman there. That That's for sure. And I mean... Uh, the the director of of most of those early ones, which I think he's been canceled now and whatever, and maybe it was deserved, but I won't get into that. Uh, was not overly impressed with some of the storylines. It's like, yeah, you can watch a movie and be like, that's dumb, that's not believable. Like, there's a willing suspension of disbelief, which I think is a, a you know theater term or or whatever, but that's a thing. And sometimes it's easier to do than other times. Which you know? is crazy when you're talking about. Mutants with basically every power imaginable. Yeah, you know that line should be hard to cross, but it. Yeah, it definitely... it's almost like there's some Kevin Smith who I love will be like, he was critiquing something, and maybe it was Eternals, which we'll we'll talk about in a little bit. And he was like, "There's no way that's that's completely that's not logical. That would never happen." And then he goes on to say, "But you know, when I was watching Endgame and a you know a purple Titan from the planet." you know, killed all of the universe with crystals like that. No, I'm, I'm okay with that. That's totally believable. And there's, there's definitely a, you need to keep it in perspective that look, we are watching superheroes. We are watching people that have superpowers and can do all of these fantastical things. But there's a certain point where you gotta have good characters. You gotta have the right backstory to them, or at least good storytelling because the last X-Men movie, which, thank goodness, that was the last. Dark Phoenix, it was not good. It yeah. was not the actor's fault, but it was not good. It's kind of a shame how the the trilogies, well, I guess it wasn't a trilogy, because First Class really surprised me. First Class uh, was excellent. Days of Days Future Days of Future Past was really good, I thought. And it was their chance to reset everything. Uh, yes. It didn't quite go that way, because they followed that up with Apocalypse, which was pretty mediocre but had had its moments yeah it definitely had its moments but it i it was on fx or something recently and i rewatched some of it and was like yeah, this isn't great but without crapping on anything because you know I, I you don't need to something doesn't need to be good 
for you to, or something. You don't need to put something down to make something better. But Dark Phoenix was just like, it was so unbearably, like I almost like was embarrassed to watch it, which again, it's not, I'm not, I'm not calling it bad. I didn't hate it, but it was just like, some of it was so cringy that I had to look away. Like, yeah, I mean, I'll put it this way. After watching Dark Phoenix, Apocalypse actually, I, I viewed it a little better <laughs> yeah. afterwards, if that tells you anything. Which is interesting. It's always fun to watch, you know, especially if it's a content creator that you love and you either respect their opinion. And maybe that's not the best uh, term to use. But like, again, Mr. Sunday Movies, who I love, we do not like the same things. He dislikes things. And I'm like, seriously, I love that. And they have a series called Caravan of Garbage. Uh, I feel like Mr. Sunday movie should be paying me. Where's my check? Um, where they, you know, it sounds like they talk about things they don't like, but it's really anything. Let's look at this video game, this movie, the series. And they pretty much say, do they like it or not? And it's interesting. They talk about like, they just did the Iron Man trilogy. And apparently a lot of people really don't like Iron Man three. And yeah, I was, I, I, I didn't find that out till years after I watched it exactly. on, on online forums, like Reddit or whatever. Yeah. That it does seem to have a weird uh, dislike for it, which which you have you got twenty two Marvel movies or whatever it is at this point. Certainly, some are going to be better than others. Like okay, but yeah, on a rewatch, it doesn't hold up as well as it did. But again, going back to the earlier point where like you know you had X Men that changed the game, even though we had Marvel movies before that, like Blade. We had superhero movies like the Batman's. Uh, Sam Raimi Spider-Man came out right after X-Men. So all these things were still happening, but the MCU quote unquote, you know, the Marvel cinematic universe is credited of being kicked off by Iron Man in 2008. Um, yeah. Even though technically some of the things that happened in the Hulk movies are canon. We got abomination in yeah, Shang-Chi. True. Yeah. I was going to mention that one of the problems I think a lot of people had with Iron Man three was, how a classic villain like the Mandarin, what they did there, which at the time I think I was a little upset just because I knew about the Mandarin and how what kind of villain he could be uh, and how they kind of make it a a red herring a bit. But 10 years later or however, Shang-Chi comes out and they kind of circle back around and use that. I thought, you know, I think it turned out fine. I don't, I don't. I think so too. They used the term retcon, which I guess technically they did, but they explained it in a way that was like, no, that, that could have been the the idea the entire time. You can even argue that the reason that was able to happen is because that's the period where his life was good and he had yeah. you know, love in his life or whatever, uh, without being spoilery for Shang Chi, which is been out for several months now. But you know when that came out, Iron Man, who I didn't even realize it, he was a second class character. Um, I didn't. I the the cat is um trying to eat. I, th- I think and- he wants to be in the podcast. Okay. Okay. Cr- we've got it. Crisis averted. I'll just put over by me. It's all sorted. Okay. It's all sorted. Um, so, uh, yes. Anyway, what were we saying? We, we were, we, we, we're kind of <laughs> gone on a tangent that's leading us to Marvel, but we, we don't necessarily, we can talk about Marvel as a whole, um, I guess a little later, but we're talking about current releases or, or releases about to come out. You mentioned the DC fandom. We can kind of get back to to that recently. Yeah, it's a, thanks for getting us back on top. 
topic. I'm not sure where we're we'll, going with that. We'll <laughs> get to Marvel stuff. Yeah. Soon. Well, we'll cover. Cause I'm, I don't ever want to get in a DC versus Marvel. <laughs> although it is sometimes to feed the trolls and talk about the dumpster fire that is DC, but they announced so many things at fandom. I'm excited for them. And that was kitty boy. He'll make other appearances in the podcast. I'm sure. Uh, but they announced so many things. I'm super excited to actually see a Flash movie. And, you know, Aquaman was... Is that about it, three years? Or has it only been two? I think it's been three. It's hard to remember with DC. I mean, Wonder Woman is the highest grossing, I believe. But Aquaman is either right there with her. Uh, and I would definitely argue that uh, the first Wonder Woman is a much better movie. The best DC movie, or at least in that top one or two. We could uh, probably make a whole podcast just about some of the problems with 19, exactly. 1984. But, I think, you but. know, I guess the point of it and why we kind of went on that tangent is DC has always just done whatever. Here's Batman movies. Here's Superman movies. They don't have to be related. They don't have to be in the same universe. Joker, uh, spoiler alert, didn't watch. Don't care to look kind of stupid to me. It made a billion dollars though. So people don't care if it has anything to do with anything else. True. And in a way, at least the financial success of a lot, not all, but a lot of DC's movies kind of prove uh, that it can work without, you don't need a completely connected, you know. um, Exactly. Where everybody you meet is means something and he's from the comics and he's going to be this and oh, there's the Batman you recognize and. Of course, I say that in one of the big reveals, which everybody kind of already knew in the Flashpoint, whatever you call that scene, it's not a teaser. Remember, it's a scene they released is we are going to get Michael Keaton as Batman 89, which is I love it. I don't care if it's connected, if it happens. I don't care. I I mean, again, it seems like another popular. Well, we can talk about it again when we talk about new Marvel stuff coming out. But Spider-Man is, you know, probably. Not completely confirmed, but basically confirmed. Yeah, I it'll mean... Be, it'll, it's going to have something similar. Some of the videos that are out are like, look, he's in it. I don't care. He He's in it, and they're going to be in there. And So, um, okay. What else besides... I, I, I did want to mention, as a side, uh, there is a new Matrix movie coming out in a couple of weeks as well. I am so unbearably excited for that. I am too. And uh, we, I, I know you and I have talked about it in the past, but... Uh, just the fact that all these years later, they're 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 going back to a movie like The Matrix. You know, I think part of me, the normal part of me, would have mixed feelings because it's a franchise that I love, and it feels like, in most cases, I would think it's like I dig up this grave and get a have a cash grab. Yeah. But knowing that one of the Wachowski sisters is still attached and seeing the trailer. Uh, I feel like it's going to be like, I can't help but be excited for it. Well, exactly. Cause you can do things badly or reboot and tell the same story or reboot it and tell a slightly different story, but it follows us whatever. And this is not that, I mean, you've got original cast coming back and as long as it's, you know, not to pick on star Wars, which I love, but you know, the first line of the scroll, somehow Palpatine has returned and like, you can't build it. That doesn't make sense. Yeah. And I'm not going to crap on Star Wars and get into that rabbit hole. But this is not somehow the machines are back. It's like, no, I think there's going to be a very interesting take of here's why we're back exploring 
the machine yeah. overlords or, as, or whatever they're called. As much because I, I believe that I think it's Lily Wachowski, one of the sisters, they would not have brought it back if they did not have a story they wanted to tell. Exactly. Because they hold this is like as much as they've tried with other franchises, like this is their you know, yeah. big thing. And it was a big deal. Like it changed. I mean, it literally changed everything. It yeah. changed special effects. It changed movies to a degree. Just action, the first matrix like... is, is so close to being a perfect movie that I'm not sure that you could really compare it to any other movie because there's the matrix and then there's everything else. And of course, is it my favorite movie? I'll well, no, but it, it just, it, there's something, you exactly. know, even, even now knowing, cause like, the action scenes when it came out, just the pace it moved at, the story it wanted to tell. I mean, I, I was too young to see it in theaters, but, I, you know, it was one of the first kind of like adult, like mature movies I had yeah. seen. And it really does change the game. And like, even with all the stuff that's come out since then, it still kind of is elevated going back and watching it. Yeah, uh, it, it definitely is. I mean, it literally... The website, uh, what is the matrix or whatever, which, you know, was a big marketing, especially in 1999, like websites were not that prevalent, but it's still been going, looking all old. And it was such a mind bending, uh, mind screw, whatever you want to call it. The, the whole idea of the matrix. And then you leave that first movie thinking, could we really be in the matrix? I mean, if a movie can do that to you, cause they hit on some things where it's like, you feel like you're, you know, you're stuck in this whatever and your your life is all planned out and the, there's no point to it all. It's like we could really be in the matrix. This could be a thing. Yeah. And the fact that on... they did that blows my mind. Now the second and third, which it's funny, I can't ever remember which one's which. Yeah, Revelations I, I, is the second and Revolutions is the and third. I think it's reloaded as the second. Revolutions yes. is the third. You know, I I growing up and watching them kind of as they came out. I remember being disappointed, but you go back and watch them. Those they, both they hold those, up pretty well. They hold up, and they still do things that are just cool. That's another thing with the Matrix is there is so much stuff in them where you're just like, "Holy shit, that was cool!" Exactly, like, and like I just did a rewatch in preparation for the, the new movie coming out, and there's some times where the CGI gets a little wonky and yeah. takes you out of it a little bit. And when I said take you out of it. You know, Neo's fighting 175 Agent Smiths. who's replicating yeah. himself by taking over the digital code of people in the Matrix. None of it is believable. But every once in a while, it's like, oh, wow, that's not great. It, it was that time in the 2000s. 20 years old, though. Where every, th there was a period, and it, it, it stretched for a while just because of the nature of CGI, and it, it's never going to look perfect. But Well, exactly. I felt like films shamelessly just like used CGI because it probably like as its own thing, the, the technology was crazy. Like at the, they were like, Oh my gosh, these 3d models. But then you put them in a movie with, you know, 90% of it being live action. It, it stands out really, really poorly. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's so many variables with lighting and whatnot. And that's one of the reasons the first matrix was so revolutionary because there wasn't a whole lot of moments where the CGI took me out of that. A lot of practice. They made so much money. And they wanted to do so much more. And I think they did. And even now, movies, giant big budget movies, you still every once in a while be like, ah, I saw the CGI. But it's one of the reasons I'm so excited for a new Matrix movie. Even the little teaser trailer that we got, some of it was like, oh, okay, that was dope. Where they 
or run on the wall and then the ceiling and it just transitions yeah. in this really weird the new, way. The new but it looked awesome. Uh, you know, steps forward with CGI and just cinematography in general. Like I think it'd be exciting how they use it there. But again, like you mentioned before, with telling mind blowing stories kind of there's one little and i'm not one to super break down trailers but of course it's the matrix i had to like the scene where you see a screen that has the original matrix playing on it like it's a movie like it's a movie like what and then there's a line where at the end of the trailer where he says like some i don't know if he's an agent but just a guy is talking to neo and he's like go oh it's exciting going back to the matrix where it all began and like so all it took was one person in the comments mentioning what if in this movie keanu reeves is playing the like he thinks he's an actor in a movie called the matrix and that's why he's and all was, that story is just a movie, a movie to him yeah my mind i was like oh god that, i was in i mean i'm in just because it's the matrix but. yeah at that it was just like whoa okay <laughs> if do it well please yes Wachowski. Uh, La- I don't remember which Lana one is doing Lily. it. Yeah, I don't. And apparently, uh, the the other sister had just got off of some really high budget, something big enough that we're like, look, I need a break. I can't. And that's why we only have the one Wachowski doing this movie. There will be more. It will make money. Yeah, I'm sure they will team and up. They wanted you know to do it like they got a lot of people returning. They they tried to get Hugo Weaving scheduling conflict. Yeah, which. I did hear him say if there's another one, he'll be he in do that, it. which you um, have to. Hugo, he's a, I wouldn't call him a national treasure, but he's not American, so he's a global treasure. Yeah. But, the but yeah, one I mean, question mark is uh, the Morpheus yeah, thing. Which, which the, the I don't want to call him a budget Morpheus or a fake <laughs> Morpheus, but there's obviously a Morpheus character in there. Yeah. Is he an actor? It could play, I was going to say. Was he the actor in the movie? I, that I have a feeling it's going to play into the story some. Oh, big, definitely. But, and, uh what it's kind of a love hate relationship and we're even kind of doing it here with this podcast and maybe do it more, but you've got all these trailer breakdown channels. And while I love some of the content, there is like 70 things that I feel like I know about the matrix movie that I would not have picked up on because I'm not slowing down a trailer and trying to find those things in the corner. And sometimes you notice them and sometimes you don't, but uh, Screen Crush, which is a YouTube channel that I love, breaks down trailers and, and episodes of shows, does his Easter eggs. It's like, here's 97 things that you might have missed in the Matrix trailer. I missed like 94 of them. Well, well, what, that's interesting to what you said before about the original Matrix marketing. Like, it was kind of amazing back in the day, just what is the Matrix? You asked this question, and you couldn't really watch the trailer back to back to back as many times to see what was in it or what, well, you know, not to get off topic, but one of my favorite memes right now is uh, back in my day, you didn't know the the panic of going to the bathroom and having to race for dear life to get back before the commercial break. Because if you miss it, you don't ever get to you see it You don't ever, you can't look it up Period. on YouTube. You can't, yeah. you know, there wasn't a million news articles that are every like, every TV show didn't come out with D or not even DVDs, VHS. It's like, you couldn't see content again. So to yeah. your point, there was no trailer breakdowns for the matrix. What is the matrix? Here's people speculating. It didn't exist. It wasn't podcasts. If there was, nobody was listening to them. I mean, I'm sure there was it's, some kind of the, the, the difference in like how information is shared. These maybe days. in Yahoo chat rooms or <laughs> yeah. something. Yeah, I was which... going to say there's very, probably very <laughs> obscure chat rooms that discussed it, but yeah. as a whole, you couldn't, you know, these days 
you don't even really have to try and yeah. you will be bombarded. My phone with, will ding and be yeah. like, Hey, do you want to read the latest rumors about the Spider-Man trailer? And it's like, no, I don't actually. Or like, or like my Google news homepage, there may be an article that's like, Oh, these, these spider, these three Spider-Men are returning. Question mark. Andrew Garfield and confirmed question yeah, mark. And it's like, well, okay. Like I kind of would have liked to not know that going in, but at the same time, if you watch the trailer, you'd probably pick up on that anyway. Yeah. So and some I, people be like, well, I don't watch the trailers. And I'm like, well, I definitely get that because I'm not going to crap on DC uh, overly more, but the worst case of a trailer, just mucking everything up was Batman versus Superman. The trailer had Batman and Superman teamed up with Wonder Woman fighting abomination or whatever. That's the entire plot of the movie in a trailer. Yeah. So I am definitely not crapping on the don't watch the trailer crowd. I love the trailers, yeah. but when they give away that much, no. And those speculation channels are great, but I would not have picked up on some of the Spider-Man speculation, which we'll talk about in a little bit, unless I'd watched trailer breakdowns. But- yeah. And the other thing is, and I don't I don't mean to go on a I member <laughs> tangent, but there were times where the only time I would have seen like a trailer or known about a movie is like either from the previous time I was at the theater and watched the trailers or I had rented a movie. Now, to be fair, I grew up without cable, so that's probably some of it. But it was just also fair. like, uh, it, you know, as great as technology's advanced, there was less avenues for advertising to be in your face all the time. So I think that, that played into it a bit is that... That's a good point. I mean, I loved going to the theater so bad because I love the theater experience. I, I wasn't one of the first back after the pandemic, but I've been several times, I think three times. Um, in the past few months. And the disappointing part is I never really thought about it before, but the trailers were one of my, like I'd yell at the wife, like, no, we can't be late. I don't care if there's 15 minutes of trailers. I want to watch those because that's how I found out about new movies. Now. I don't think I've been surprised by a trailer in at least a few years. because I, I've seen them all. On I was going to say, I, I mean, it, it's almost a, I don't want to say an event, but when a well-known franchise drops a trailer, you're probably going to see it before you see it. Oh, it's in, big news now. In a, We're yeah. going to get the new Star Wars trailer during the Super Bowl or Yeah. They've been the the Spider-Man trailer, you know, the talk about when we're going to get that trailer, it leaked. Not the trailer. The date. When the trailer <laughs> might come out leaked. When that is a news cycle. Oh, the new leak shows that somebody who knows somebody who knew somebody says the trailer might drop in the next 2 weeks. And I heard somebody got fired over that, that quote-unquote leak. Being as some of them make teasers for a trailer, like you'll get a five-second teaser that says, like, trailer coming Monday a couple days before. It's a big deal now, whereas, I mean, part of me does miss kind of being surprised in a theater. uh, But, I I mean, I get it. Like, it's it's it's, easier, it's it's more accessible. It's one of the reasons you get so much more hype. They make so much more money because you do those teases. And if you do the marketing right, it does get more interest. Even, it gets yeah. more people. Gets yeah, more people showing up at the theaters. It used to be you go to the theaters, you find about new movies, you talk about the movie when you left, and then other people go see it. And weeks and weeks and weeks go by, and they keep making money. Now they make a crap ton of movie. It drops off fast because more people saw it that first week, and then five weeks in, it's not even playing the theaters. Yeah, it's just a different. It's a different market these days, which is fine, and I'm not complaining about the current state. But exactly. th- there is just some. But the, you'll you'll never see a what is the Matrix yeah. marketing campaign again. It just won't. It, it wouldn't work in that fashion. That's why um, I'm so excited. There hasn't been. I'd be surprised if we get any other kind of TV spots for the Matrix because usually you'll get 
a bunch of different 30 second TV spots and a commercial during the Super Bowl and this, that, and the I other. I thought the way they, I, I can't remember. one trailer the, that's it, right? The first, they, there may be, so they've kind of changed, I think. They released a website and each time you loaded the page, it was like the same trailer with a few different scenes, altered or scenes, like that. and yeah. like I think they eventually released one with all of them. But I thought that was kind of interesting because when they dropped it, it was kind of as we said an event. And I just remember being in the Reddit thread and people were like, oh, "Like what? My trailer didn't have that. Like what?" And then someone was like, "Oh, I looked in the yeah. cache and it has it has this many different variants and." Which you know, means you have to refresh the page that many times. Or, page or, or just wait for that person to, for someone to exactly. compile. But, Which, but yeah, it's... It's interesting how they've evolved uh, movie studios, marketing, all of that, because you're exactly right. You can't do it the same. And if you do it right, it can be better. You can make more money faster or whatever. And like some of the speculation for it, like I wouldn't want there to have been 10 Matrix trailers at some point you're going to see way more than you want. And I used to like every trailer I'd hang on, but I think maybe even starting with Shang-Chi here recently, I stopped like they dropped a new trailer. I was not trying to watch every 30 second spot because every 30 second spot had 15 seconds of stuff you haven't seen before. And some they reused. True. You start to get an idea. Well, I know this is going to happen. And I, you know, not that I'm some kind of detective, but like you see everybody grouped in this sort of, sort of setting and then when you're actually watching the movie, you're like, well, we haven't seen the setting yet or that scene. So I know that this person survives yeah. or they all get together at this point. I think it, it for they me, start to spoil stuff. Yeah. And I think that's why part of the reason I'm hyped about the matrix movie from the trailer is they don't, you know, it, it, although they don't ask the question, what is the matrix? Yeah. I, no one really knows what the hell, what the hell's going on with that. So, exactly. uh, and it for like, and you know, it's such a question. I mean, again, the, the original trilogy is amazing. And the original trilogy was a very complete story. You could argue the very first movie was a complete story. But at the end of the third one, yeah, the machines didn't kill all the humans, but shit was not resolved. Like, Not really. It was that uneasy truce, essentially. And that's just it. And if you've ever, you know, been alive in the real world, <laughs> an uneasy truth just means how long until the fighting starts again. Right. Which is... Probably, Probably what has happened. Exactly. There's plenty so, of story to tell there. Yeah. I, we've we've raved. I, I'm excited for it. I, you know, I think yeah, we both exactly. are. I didn't even think um, about the talk about it, but that is probably the thing I'm most looking forward to with a caveat. We'll talk about that in a second. But we don't want to ramble for too overly long. We've been going 40 minutes, going pretty good. Uh, but we don't want to overstay our welcome if this ever gets posted. If anyone ever listens to it, hi mom. And um, <laughs> so, should we? Are you saying we should move on to the big? Yes, Marvel? let's segue <laughs> to the main category, the main topic, if you will, uh, and talk about Marvel. Now, just saying, talking about Marvel is like let's talk about air. Yeah. What? But, what do you mean? There's there's not enough Marvel stuff to. Yeah. Talk there's about. barely any to talk about. That's why there's we're only going to record for forty five minutes. So we got five minutes. Let's cover it all right now. Uh, but no, we're going to talk a little bit about where it came from, where it's been, what's current right now, and where it's going. But to skip over all of that real quick, what I did want to mention is something that completely escaped my mind at the moment. Um, was it a Marvel-related? or It was. It was Spider-Man. Um, so 
I don't really remember what I was going to say. So with that very awkward bit of the podcast, let's talk about Marvel. And for the longest time, Marvel could do no wrong. I mean, everything was a hit. Uh, things that weren't supposed to be popular. Iron Man was apparently a second-rate character, like the B team. And which, if you told kids these days, like, like Iron Man was a second-rate character or not? Yeah, they they look at you funny because of his role in the you know Marvel. What's funny is I don't know that I remember Iron Man. Now, I watched Spider-Man cartoon. X-Men is the one that I really like. I remember episodes. I remember plot lines and characters. I don't remember a lot else. Well, I mean, like, outside of well. comic books, where did I Iron Man exist before the, he had several years of a cartoon. Uh, oh, I, I didn't had know no that. idea. Never could. Have, uh, never another shout that. out to my weekly planet and Mr. Sunday movies. He just did a caravan of garbage on the Iron Man cartoon, which again, I literally didn't know it existed. It had Hawkeye in it. It had, uh, other people in it. And if you're interested, maybe I'll throw a link in the description to that episode of it. But I watched it, and number one, Iron Man, the suit, it didn't look good. It was pretty stupid looking. And the the suit he built in the cave was bigger, but it was still like kind of blocky and weird. Kind of a throwback to that. Uh, but the Iron Man we got was like unbelievably cooler than what we had before, which is in a cartoon that I guess some people watch, but I think I got two seasons and that was it. It had some weird direction and it went some weird places and it wasn't that popular. But which is, it's weird to think that because you know I sit here and I had no idea about the cartoon. That being said, Robert Downing Jr. felt like he was built to play that role and he yeah. played it perfectly. And that's for a character that most people probably had no idea really anything about, but he he played it so well it felt like yeah. oh he was meant to play this. He is. Iron Man, yeah. to quote his very <laughs> famous line, or at least closely. I mean, he fit the part so well that, of course, the comics kind of uh, evolved to look like the actors playing them now. When new comics come out, Iron Man looks like uh, Robert Downey Jr. and Chris Evans and Chris Hemsworth and, and so on and so forth. But that was so, so well done. John Favreau is a genius, and he should probably just run everything, uh, including Star Wars. Thank you very much. What? I mean, didn't it all start? It was Iron Man 1. All it was was Nick Fury at the post credit scene, right? Calling to, like, something saying, making a call about the Avengers? Or is that, so, am I misremembering that completely? I think that's what it was. And I'd have to go back and look and re really remember what the different after credits was. But I think so. And I know that the second Hulk movie, which is a uh, Sony movie, yeah, They're Universal. Oh, it's Universal, Universal owns the right, right to solo Hulk movies, and we can talk about that in a little bit because that's a weird dynamic too. But that came out; it technically wasn't connected to the MCU, and because it was different studios, and they weren't really sure they're going to do it like that. But we did get an after credit scene of Robert Downey Jr., aka Tony Stark, talking to uh, General Ross or whatever, and we're trying to put a team together. So chances are, yes, we did see Nick Fury very briefly at the end of Iron Man, but I, I I definitely don't remember off the top of my head. But even at that point, it wasn't Disney didn't own Marvel yet. Marvel was still recovering from almost being bankrupt in the early 2000s, and it was still uh, Marvel Studios, Marvel the Corporation, whatever they were actually called. And I think the merger happened around the time of Iron Man 2, because if I'm not mistaken, Iron Man 2 came out before any other... Like it was Iron Man 1 and then Iron Man 2... 
maybe Captain America slotted in there, but I don't think it did. Also, to be clear, the hype you would receive around something of that magnitude happening today, like back then, to be like your average viewer, even if they stayed, like at the time, you didn't, you wouldn't really know to stay for the after credit scene. That's a good point. In the way that you do now, like it's a thing now. But, but if, then? If, even if you stayed as a casual fan, you probably didn't even really know who Nick Fury was. To oh, be definitely honest. not. You I mean, know? even now, I'll see. I have to go and Google it. Like, who was that? Whose voice? Why do I care? Yeah. You know, so it's a, it's a different. It's hard as as far as things have evolved from that first it's a good Iron point. Man and it's Hulk. It's definitely a good point. You know, it it's just now, you know, if it's a Marvel movie, to you're stay. Staying. You stay. And if anything, when the credits start to roll now, you're pulling out your phone to be like, is there one or two? Yeah. Is it mid credit or mid credit? Yep. When yep. can I leave? <laughs> and I've made the mistake of searching that before the movie once or twice, and it's like after the bad guys kill this and his mother dies in front of him, it's like oh crap. Yeah, yeah. Spoilers. <laughs> Spoiler um, alert. But yeah, I mean, and that was a, a a B character Iron Man was. But then you got a few more, and I don't remember what came first, but there was a lot of why in the hell would you make a Guardians of the Galaxy? Apparently the comic sucked. People hated it, and nobody w- read it or whatever. That but, movie was carried on its writing, I feel like. Yeah, James Gunn know, was just like, whatever. You made us like those characters. And the actors yeah. and actresses, you know. Yeah, I mean, literally that, that was... That was perfection. Yeah. Uh, and that's, you know, and maybe for I, all, I mean, like, maybe I'm exaggerating even, a little bit. Not but. even just taking one character and being like, like, uh, kind of like how Iron Man was and getting pe- audiences to like, they yep. took an entire group of yeah. unknowns and basically just made a, an amazing movie. James Gunn apparently did a bunch of great stuff before that that didn't get a lot of not hype, but it's not like he was a household name where he kind of is now, at least in our circles. Yeah. And that was just. I mean, I came out of that movie like that was probably one of the best movies I've ever watched. Yeah. And it I mean, wasn't my favorite Marvel movie because at that point, the first Avengers, which did come before Guardians, uh, was like my number one movie or whatever. But it, it's funny how they do that. And then you get like, I think the, you know, again, air quotes, the least profitable Marvel movie or at least the least grossing was, I believe, the first Ant-Man movie because that was another oh, character surprising. where people were like, Oh, Ant-Man. And I mean, I think it made like 400 million worldwide. Oh, oh man. man. What a, what a, what a penance. Like, Some so uh, billionaire stock price went down. He had to sell <laughs> one of his yachts. Um, but in, in all, you know, reality, I'm, just, I'm surprised by that just simply because at that point, you know, the kind of the Marvel machine had started to, it had started rolling a but, bit, but it was Ant-Man. It was Ant-Man. nothing against Ant-Man. Cause I love, 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 uh, Paul Rudd, number one. I was going to say, I would have thought He's Paul amazing. Rudd would have, would have sold more. The character of Scott Lang, it had heart. It was very well done. It's just when you stack it up against other Marvel movies. And to be honest, uh, like Black Widow maybe made less money than that. But let's face it, Marvel mucked that up. Yeah. Not just the controversy around, you know, how much Scarlett Johansson got paid or whatever. But the fact that that movie, if it came out three years ago, throw the pandemic yeah. out the window. They released the movie Weird after she was timing. dead. Yeah, very odd timing there. If it did came out after, for heaven's sake, if it came out after Infinity War, but before Endgame, it would have made maybe not a billion dollars because that's a giant number, but it would have smashed the box yeah. office. Well, and I mean, it, 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 you know, in line with that, the build up to Infinity War and Endgame, that was like peak 
you know, Marvel was firing on all the MCU. It was definitely was, following on all, all centers. Yeah. It kind of hasn't ever stopped, but but it, but I guess from a story standpoint, it, it was building to something that was apparent with all of the, the uh, yeah, Infinity and I think stones scattered throughout things, and that's a good point. And the the not that there's a reason that Ant Man didn't do as well because it still did great. Making that much money for any other movie is is you know life changing, but. It was kind of like, why do we care? Here's a, a side character that is doing his own thing. It isn't connected, but we did. We got some cool cameos. You got, uh, not Hawkeye, I'm probably doing Falcon a disservice by calling him that. But, you know, you got the Falcon in there, the, the Avenger compound. There was references to the Avengers. and um, There was a flashback, uh, Agent Carter. Oh, yeah. Uh, she, she had a flashback with Michael Douglas. They de-aged him and... Agent Carter was there and they aged her because she was supposed to be older and that. So there's a lot of cool stuff that happened. And you were like, oh, they can take any character, fit it into the main narrative while still telling it its own separate story. And that's what they've done so well. Now, you know, again, we're not going to talk about all 22 or 23, 24, however many there are yeah, now. It's, up there. it's a lot. But, you know, now uh, my co-host Striver here has not seen Eternals, so... We're not going to spoil anything for it, but we are going to talk a little bit about the most recent releases. And, you know, since the pandemic, Black Widow, I'm not going to say it doesn't count because it's an excellent movie. If you like James Bond or Jason Bourne and don't care anything about Marvel, you can go and watch Black Widow and thoroughly be uh, enjoy that experience because it's a great spy movie with some killer action. And if you like Marvel, you have Harbor. to watch it. Who doesn't love David Harbour as a... He is so as a... Was he Captain Red... A red... Red... Uh, red Guard? Red... Oh, man. I, I don't feel bad. I can't remember. Wow. I, I See, we're trying to hype him up. Uh, the Red Guardian, I think it might be. Yeah. Something like that. If we're butchering it, uh, yell at us in the comments or, or wherever this may get posted. But he was hilarious in that. I mean, it, it, so well done. The opening scene in Ohio... Which I was like, oh, it's Ohio, it's cool. But the way they did that was like, was not expecting them to go there. So very well done. The timing was horrible. Terrible. It came out three years ago, two years ago, whatever. But then you get another long break and Shang-Chi. Now, I just rewatched this uh, two days ago. I finally convinced my wife. She usually goes to the theater. For this one, she was like, I don't care. I'm like, you're missing out. But for the first time, you know, let's... Never mind the fact that Marvel is breaking some ground with, you know, we're not going to get into this rabbit hole, but Black Panther meant a lot to a lot of people, especially, you know, black people, African people. Oh, yeah. Because it was the first time you saw, let's face it, uh, not a white man as a lead in a certainly a superhero movie, but it's not like it's all that prevalent in normal movies. So it was a big deal. It was also an extraordinary, excellent movie. It made a billion dollars. So... That being said, when Shang-Chi was announced, you get the same kind of feelings where it's like, look, you're getting some real Asian leading characters. You're I mean, it's pretty much Asian all Asian cast, cast uh, exactly. for the most part. You've got all these side characters who are just like, you know, the 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 lead actor um, whose name completely I, escapes me now. I watched him in uh, a show called Kim's Convenience, and he's yeah. great. He's great in it. And that's like was his only real credit, except for some uh, stock photos, Yes, which that's... the internet has been... He- oh, it's so priceless. And what is kills me is he is hilarious. Yeah, on he's... Twitter, I think he did an AMA on Reddit that he is comedy gold. 
But one of the things that stuck out to me is like his aspirations when he got into acting, like when he did those stock photos, was he was hoping he could get cast as the Asian guy who gets beat up. Like that was, if you're yeah, Asian and I mean, you're going for an extra, I, that was it. I was going to say, and that says something kind of about the state of, you know, how non-mainstream or, you know, Asian actors were. Well, that was exactly. his, what his expectations were set at. And so to start, to get to star in a movie like Shang-Chi, you know, I bet it was. And what's even better is him. Again, he has a great personality. The, the stuff, he's hilarious. And that Kim's Convenience, which I've heard of, but I've never watched, uh, was a small enough where it's not like he was some superstar. No. And I was at Comic-Con when they announced him. Marvel's Hall H is so unbelievably hard to get into that there was, like, I wasn't in the hall. So don't get me wrong. Um, I have made it in the Hall H before, but not for the Marvel panel. <laughs> but I watched the, uh, that night they, they rebroadcast, what they film it. And you go into a, it's a hotel across the street. You can watch the rebroadcast. So I watched it and, you know, they announced him and he came up there. And I don't think he got into the story a lot, but he's gone on to say that, like he, you know, he auditioned for it and it takes however long it takes, but he found out he got the part like 48 hours before that. And so within 48 hours, they flew him to San Diego, put him up on Hall H, which Hall H fits about 7,000 people packed to the rafters. And so 48 hours after he was, this is probably doing a disservice. Let's, he was a nobody. He was not known in he was not a household name in any stretch of the imagination to his own admission. He was on stage it, in front of 7,000 people. His life turned around in a, in a exactly. single night. <laughs> that right there, like they, they had me hooked there. Like I was like, yes, not only that, but there's a lot of these characters or just not just in the movie, but that are, are pertinent to the comics that people know, but even just Asian actors that there was a lot of them. I recognize cause I've always loved Kung Fu movies. But this is, especially the beginning of it, it's such, it's got this old school kung fu feel. I feel like I'm watching a Jet yeah. Li movie in the late 90s. There's a, there's a term for the style I forget, and I could be mispronouncing, but it's like Wu or w, like W U X E A. It's very popular in China. Yeah. It's like the. It's kung fu, but it's mixed with like Chinese mythology, kind of. Yeah. And it just has this different feel. And you definitely get that it from this. It definitely has movie. a different feel. I mean, um, the whole like bouncing off trees and where you kind of float slash fly and crouching tiger, hidden dragon. Yeah, that. Sort of and I yeah. love that. And yeah. that's a great segue because Michelle Yo, I always get her last name wrong. Like, I've literally been in love with this woman since Crouching Tigers, probably, well, not the first time. She was in a James Bond movie in the 90s. I don't know if it was Golden Eye. Was one of the Pierce oh, Bronson. Oh, she's ones. the reporter. I think it's tomorrow. The world is not enough, or tomorrow never dies. Definitely die. not the world. Tomorrow, is tomorrow never dies. It's that the one about the newspaper. Yes, the newspaper model and the Jonathan submarines. Price. I think. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, that's probably the first time I've seen her. But she is. Oh, she's fantastic. She is absolutely fantastic. When I when she was in this movie, I was just like, I wanted to high five her. Not that she needs the work or anything, because <laughs> she's great. You yeah. know, <laughs> it, it is kind of weird too. Like if you have Asian people in any movie, you can kind of. Hey, you're going to see this person. You're going to see this person. This one's going to be able to fight. And and that's just a way that it happens. And what's interesting about this is there's so many Asian people in it that you really got to like, you know, maybe there was a hundred yeah. um, different Asian people with Asian background in this movie. And that's great to see. And it meant a lot to certainly 
the, the, the actors in the movie and to Asian people. I know it did really well in some markets and uh, we won't go down the rabbit hole of uh, why it wasn't released in China or how that works. Cause that's always a weird topic that I don't really understand, but, but uh, to, to go back to what you mentioned about Guardians of the galaxy and taking an unknown property, they did that kind of with this. Cause I mean, I, 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 have, I knew of the Mandarin, uh, but I hadn't, heard of Shang chi yeah. at all really well you almost uh, expect him to be able to do that now so i feel like it didn't it's true i don't want to say it didn't mean as much but it was but almost like well yeah martial arts marvel sure yeah but to turn it into such a i don't know a success and like a beloved character almost overnight it's pretty impressive it was and we mentioned we we hit on this before they kind of retconned the whole uh sir ben kingsley mandarin thing but they explained it in a really clever way i think and i've seen people argue that uh, ben Kingsley had too big of a part in this, uh, which spoilers for Shang-Chi. If you haven't seen it, then we are very sorry. Uh, but there will be more spoilers as we talk through this. Uh, if you're listening to this and care about Marvel and haven't seen it, then WTF, what are you doing? It's free on Disney Plus now. Um, but anyway, they did retcon. And I don't even, it didn't even really feel like a retcon. Retcon is when you just go, change something and be like, no, totally. It was that way the whole time. They just add additional they, context, context that wasn't even in the picture in yeah. Iron Man three. They but... explained it in a way that just, it made sense. It was like, it was perfect yeah. in my mind, but this movie felt like a classic Kung Fu movie with magic. Again, it couldn't, it could have not been a Marvel movie. Right. It could have, it could have existed. As, yeah. It could have existed as an entirely, Separate property. You I mean, there've been like a couple scenes that wouldn't have made sense. Like when you see Wong and the abomination, but that's but like, pretty much it. You could have still as... done that and just been like, no, it was weird. People. Fighting. Yeah. And the, yeah, and, Wong is pretty much the only, am I, I mean, and obviously Trevor, you, the man, the, you get a cameo at the end. Yeah. Well, that, that's what I was going to say. The and sort of ending, but yeah, besides those kind and of Wong small is parts, not pertinent to the story at all. No, it's just, there's Wong. <laughs> And he's gone as a little nod, which is spoiled in the trailer. Go back to the earlier topic. I feel like they didn't need to do that. No. And people would have been that much more. It would have been a nice, it. yeah, a little treat, but exactly. But yeah, great. You know, but yeah, Shang-Chi was so excellent. It felt like a real Kung Fu movie and it was, but like, you don't expect those differences. There's all kinds of big names, even more recently, Ridley Scott, who can go suck on an egg talking smack about superhero movies or kids and cell phones and Martin Scorsese Martin said Scorsese. This, yeah. this person, it's like, give it up. But superhero movies are one thing. Shang-Chi was, it could have came out in China 20 years ago and it would have held its own. Yeah. Some it things would have been different. I think even without, I mean, you, you take the Marvel name off this, you remove the MCU references, uh, Yep. It's a great movie on its own. It, it, I mean, it I know they're, they're bringing it into the, I mean, it's obviously part of the MCU and they're going to have bigger roles and collaborate with other. Yeah. Heroes, I mean, the but... after credit scenes, obviously they're, they still, and this is Marvel's, uh, you know, the real challenge moving forward is they still have to find a way that things tie together where you don't need like a second movie to introduce how these people, but no, I love the fact that they use, and again, spoilers for Shang-Chi if you haven't seen it, You've been warned after credit scene. Actually, before it ends, Wong shows up and it's like, come with me. Yeah. Your life's about to change because 
hey, now you're powerful and you've got magic and we need to talk. This is a nice dual meaning for that actor. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And Wong is even kind of taking the Nick Fury place where like he's showing up like, hey, we monitor the cosmos and, you know, and Kai Ling or whatever it's called. We we saw the signal and he's like scooping people up and getting them together. Yeah. And then in the after credits, it's him talking to Shang-Chi and Aquafina. Certainly, I'm not going to remember what her name in the movie was. It's a, it's like Katie or it's something. something like uh, that. Yeah, but it's them talking about the rings and what they are, and you pan over not only to Bruce Banner, but not Smart Hawk. So, yeah, what happened? How did he get that way? Arm in a sling. You pan over, you see Captain Marvel. They have this very cute and funny, like little back and forth where he's like, "You call me," and she's like, "She does it all the time." I don't have her number. You don't. Have her, uh, whatever. So your life's about to change. Good luck won't ever be the same and that's really all you needed that little piece now where do they where do you pick that thread back up yeah i I think the the, avengers yeah i was gonna say the the best guess is he'll show up in another character's movie i i'm trying to think of what's on the schedule and maybe in an after credit scene maybe as a you know helps him in a fight or i you know it's hard to say yeah i mean Uh, the next big team up a la avengers five or whatever we're we're a little ways off because you got a lot more you need to establish. Yeah, but we I mean, know. A, it could be an in between movie though, like um, you know, uh, like what they did with one. I think it was Civil War. Well, there's been a couple where you get s- characters from Pop other up. movies. I mean, Civil War, getting, you got the return of Ant Man. You introduce Black Panther, Spider Man. Uh, Spider Man, you introduce him as well. It's a good point. So it's, I could see that being, and to be honest, that's a good into what's coming. You know, we obviously got Spider-Man, which is coming out in uh, from today's recording at the end of November, 2021. We're about three weeks away from Spider-Man. Um, we know that Dr. Strange is in it, which means yeah. we know Wong will be in it. Yeah. I'd say Wong's. So you could see some reference to Shang-Chi or, Hey, you know, it's like that's where he was. He's coming bro's from. He's got some he rings on him. Can yeah. you help? I, I doubt. I, I, I feel like, yeah, I don't know that he, I don't think he'll be in it in, either. Maybe I, Thor, Love and Thunder? When the, is that next well, year? Well, I think it's definitely next year, but what we're getting next is Doctor Strange and the Multiverse oh, of Madness. That's probably his best bet We to show know <laughs> things that happen in Spider-Man are going to directly segue into, into yeah. Doctor Strange. You want to talk about Spider-Man now? We may as well. Well, I think we probably should because an interesting thing to mention too is Spider-Man is still not wholly maybe anymore, but it's still, that's a Sony product distributed by Sony. Marvel and Sony are playing nice right now and sharing. It's interesting, right? They get, yeah, because. But you're not going to see big giant things. Disney merchandise, right? They can, they can, they get profits from merchandise. Yeah. Um, and they used to before. They did before. They no revenue. It it's something weird, but Marvel has, or Sony has the movie rights for Spider-Man, but Mar- MCU helps them. Yeah, make creative control, control and they share the budget. Because before Marvel footed out most of the budget, but didn't get as much profit, profit back. It was yeah. like 15% and Disney wants all the money and, and without getting into the logistics of it, cause it's weird. And as long as we get Spidey in the long MCU, as we get good movies. I'm happy, but I don't think you're going to see crazy crossover. Like you're not going to see the next big character introduced. Probably like, won't see cameos other than, I mean, Dr. Strange looks like he's seen enough. You can't call it a cameo. He is just one right. of the characters. I think the, the bigger, you know, and we can, we'll talk about who's expected to show up, but as far as the weird logistics with Sony and Marvel, you know, could Venom potentially have a cameo at the end? 
for future. And that's a good point. Cause, cause they, cause you know, Venom is a holy right now. Those are Sony movies. Um, exactly. And, and not that they can't cross over because we've seen just again from trailers. Well, not just trailers, the after credits and Venom. I finally watched Venom like for the first time three days ago, but he has the vision where it's like, oh, multiverse and dimensions and universes. And you see a news report from the Daily Bugle and there's yeah. Peter Parker. Fun little nod. But in the trailer from Morbius, which. Oh, yeah. I, I, I honestly, yeah. I forgot. We're not going to go down Morbius. that rabbit hole because I hate, <laughs> I really dislike Jared Leto. But you see uh, Michael Keaton's Vulture in the yeah. trailer. Yeah, that's right. I did. And pulled right from Spider-Man. So there's some crossover. I think it is that we're better off with that, but you're not going to see a lot of MCU and Sony holy MCU, yeah. like whatever you call that, the Sony verse. You're not going to see a lot of bleed over except from Tom Holland, Spider-Man, which I don't think they can keep up forever. And Tom Holland probably isn't going to do it forever. And is yeah. this his last one? Who knows? Which brings up, you know, his predecessors, which it's a good point going to. Okay. So where to start with this? The trailer dropped for Spider-Man a while ago, and you which get, was a thing in of itself. Because but, yeah, you get the you get a Green Goblin bomb, you see, and then you well got, that was the first teaser, the, the actual first teaser, trailer. Yeah, it's the first teaser. You saw the Green Goblin bomb and straight Doc up Doc Ock. Ock. Yep. He like full full on. Um, but now the latest trailer has you see Sandman, Sandman you see Lizard, Lizard, uh, Electro, Electro, and full on it's Jamie Fox. Yeah, which, it's Jamie Fox. They did. And they I don't re- think we didn't know he was in it, but that's one hundred percent confirmed. Yeah. Now. And they redesigned his look to be more not accurate. just his look, his suit, which is apparently yeah. comic accurate. Yes, it's comic accurate as opposed to the blue and from look, Amazing. I'm not gonna crap on the. Uh, uh, what's his name? Garfield Spider-Man movies, but that second one was <laughs> <Pretty bad>. another <laughs> dumpster fire, which I enjoyed yeah. in the theaters and subsequent rewatches. Still enjoy it. It was not a great movie. Electro was not done very well. Jamie Foxx, who you know, uh, he's a big actor and he's just done great things. I'm not like a giant Jamie Foxx fan, but whatever. Uh, he deserved to play that character in a not. Crappy crappy way yeah, that so that's the before. interesting part is it's clearly, you know, the trailer shows it's like a, a spell went wrong that Dr. Strange was doing to get people to forget that Peter, Peter Parker, Parker is, is Spider Man. Yeah. Um, and I mean, I hope they don't go too strange with it, but it's. It, it looks like, you know, like you mentioned the multiverse of madness. I mean, there was a scene where Spider Man was clearly fighting Dr. Strange and Dr. Strange is throwing trains at him and they're falling through yeah. dimension. I mean, I'm okay with that. I like those visuals. Well, um, I agree. But and there was seem... another TV spot that explained what was going on a little bit more. And that's one to our early conversation. I wish I hadn't watched. Cause at this point, I don't want to understand what's going on more. I want to be right. surprised. That's because... the thing is you have now the latest trailer. You, it shows at least five different villains. Definitely, like, yeah. and, and and here's the where the, a lot of the speculation comes in. Obviously, when you first saw those old villains, because they're from different Spider-Man they're from the movies, Sam Raimi and the Amazing yes. Spider-Man. They they span two other two other timelines, five basically. other movies, five other movies, Spider-Man movies. So your assumption would be that maybe Tobey Maguire, Andrew Garfield are back in some way, brought into this universe. Which it's been rumored for so long. I mean, yeah. Andrew Garfield, he can't go anywhere without somebody. Yeah, and he's categorically denied it. I think the fact that 
Andrew Garfield's and Tobey Maguire's bad guys from all of their movies pretty much yeah. are covered are in it. There's just no yeah. flipping way. And the big, or at least what I saw, and again, never would have seen this if news stories weren't bombarded on me or whatever. 800 different trailer yeah. breakdowns. There I know was exactly a, what I guess there is a one second part of when the bad guys are all flying at what looks to be just Tom Holland, where the lizard, it, it looks like he takes a punch midair. So even better than that, <laughs> the American version of that trailer doesn't show the punch. But what you do see, and this is what I saw people break down, is that Lizard is very obviously not jumping towards Tom Holland. He's jumping towards blank Something space. else, yeah. But there's a Brazilian 30-second TV spot, or the Brazilian trailer. It didn't get edited. Where it didn't get edited, <laughs> and you literally see Lizard take a punch. punch. Like you said. Yeah, that's the one I... So... Which I... Like, I never would have seen the Brazilian exactly. trailer. I'm not in Brazil. <laughs> you know? I don't use a VPN. But, of course, it's on my news feed somehow. Exactly. And it's like... Yeah, that is, look, they're in there. They're in, yeah. And people were, were arguing that. And again, when you saw the villain, you were like, they have to be in. But that that trailer, that part with the punch, if I'd have noticed that, yeah, you've been like, they clearly took somebody out, which Marvel's known to do. Bunch of different scenarios yeah. where big trailers trailer, change things. Yeah. Eyes, people out, people in. The scenes, that, off. scenes that are literally made just for trailers. Exactly. Like, that don't, just to throw you off. Yeah. So, like, maybe I would have noticed that. But the because the Brazilian one where the show's a punch, apparently that's been taken offline like it's not Aaron. So maybe it was a mistake. But in the American version where he's just kind of jumping towards air, I'd have never put the dots connected. Like, what's he jumping towards? Yeah. Spider-Man's the angle is this way and he's over here. People are breaking it down like that. And while that's cool and I appreciate it sometimes. Yeah. Uh, other times I'm like, I'd rather be surprised. I know. Yeah. It's the same. Like, that's that's an example of like a slight mistake maybe being left in that makes it obvious something's going to happen. But I also sort of wish that, you know, maybe the trailer, the latest trailer doesn't show Electro and Sandman. Like, cause although we already knew that Goblin and Doc Ock were coming back from the first trailer, leave yeah. some, uh, you know, well, what kills surprising. me is it's like the argument is always, look, the people who are going to see it, we're going to see it no matter what. It's true. And if you care enough, then don't watch the trailers. But us comic book nerds and superhero nerds want to watch the trailers. We want to get excited for it, which we are. And there's more discussion on it, which there is. But all the people who aren't don't follow it all that closely don't even understand the significance of the guy with electric. Yeah, I mean, they I don't mean, realize it's I'm, Jamie Foxx yeah. or Electro or, or don't realize you know, it means Andrew Garfield. Like, I wonder because of when the Sam Raimi movies came out, like the younger generation of Marvel fans is the did it mean anything to them when Doc Ock, the, the original actor, I think Moraine, I forget his last name. Alfred uh, Al- Molina. Molina. When he showed up, like, because when I saw that in the first trailer, you know, you see the Green Goblin bomb and you, and you hear the laugh and you're like, oh, that's the original kind of design. It sounds like Willem Dafoe. And then you see Doc Ock. I was pretty hype. That may mean literally nothing to a, a young exactly. fan. Exactly. <laughs> but I'm like, no, that, that was definitely William Dafoe's voice. Oh my yeah. gosh. I mean, even my daughter. Giant Marvel fan. She literally has Iron Man's face tattooed on her leg. Um, when she saw that trailer, did she immediately realize that was the bad guy from Spider-Man 2 that came out in 2004? Yeah, no. <laughs> I mean, she was six. Right, it doesn't. Now, she has watched them, and she's familiar with them, but did it mean anything to her? Maybe not. Which is kind of why I think it's, I mean, not surprising at all, but I, and, I like that they're, you know, they 
Yeah. That's, that's not something that everyone's going to understand or be as excited about. I do too, about. but there's also a thought that is being hyped so much. For these reasons <laughs> people are talking about so much, regardless of what they spoil, this is the first mega super blockbuster. Like it might hit a billion dollars, which would be insane for pre or post pandemic because nothing is done as well as it would have. So it could be the movie that does that. And I would love that if it's true, but you know, there was another breakdown or whatever. And again, I think it was Mr. Sunday movies. He did a video. It was, I think it's literally called Andrew Garfield is a liar. And the whole video was about how he's in the movie and he's a liar. And it shows clips of him doing interviews. And it's like pops up. Andrew Garfield is lying. And it's hilariously done. But his point was just go out and put him in the trailer. And I'm like, well, yeah, but even though the people who are in the know or are really into this, like they know, like, if he's not in there, I will be completely surprised. That'll be the spoiler. Yeah, it'll be more yeah, surprising. So, like, point. I expect him to be there. I still am going to be like, okay, that's awesome. Especially if they do it well. They introduce him in such a way where it's like, oh. And there's a bunch of speculation. We won't get in all of it because some of it could be true, and I don't want to spoil anything. But he may jump in and, and save the woman he couldn't in yeah. his own movie or whatever. But if you don't officially put him in a trailer, there's still going to be literally millions of people to go to see the movie. That will be completely really surprised. Spoiled. Yeah. Like, oh Honestly, my gosh, isn't that guy from the other movie? The people who spend time talking about this, like us, we don't, we, there may be a lot of us, but we probably don't make up the majority of who's going to see this movie. That's a good point. And, you know, there's going to be people who see it multiple times, no matter what. There's going to be people who see it, regardless of what's spoiled. I mean, Batman or Superman made a bunch of money and they literally spoiled the entire movie. You could watch a trailer and done, movie's over. But this is not that. And I think there's a little bit more thought put into it. I mean, again, if you don't see at least Toby, like I'm mind blown if Toby's not in it, especially after the photo that leaked, that was a Photoshop. It probably wasn't. It was probably a real leak. Toby doesn't talk to the press at all. Like you haven't heard a peep from Toby in forever. He's probably in it. But if he's not, I wouldn't be completely surprised. That could just be a, I hated that part of my life and I hate these movies. <laughs> and I don't possible. know that about him. Or they gave him a yeah. gigantic sack of money to show up for a couple minutes. Yeah, and that's probably <laughs> if he's back, what I, they had to do again. I think realistically, you know, like you mentioned, people probably should temper their expectations for their actual involvement. I I, think I would agree. That, I don't think you're gonna get into the spider verse where like a bunch of different spider men are in the movie I, for an hour. Yeah, I doubt they're gonna I doubt the three of them spend the majority of the movie together. Uh, that's a complete guess, but I just, my gut tells me it's going to be more like I, I would cameo or one or two scene appearances yeah, for each of them. Some but. kind of final battle type of stuff. Because again, you can glean a lot from the trailer about what's going to happen, what the ultimate, like what the final battle or, or whatnot could be. And again, I'm not going to go into all those details because that's the other bad side of watching these trailer breakdowns. There's a lot of guessing. A lot of stuff isn't wrong, but they're going to get something right. And when it happens, like I can, I've, it's already happened where I've been in the theater watching a movie and I'm like, screen crush got it right. Yep. Or when you're watching the last episode of Loki or whatever. Yeah. And to segue back on the topic, we didn't really talk about the TV shows, which are epic. And let me just say, if you're not wa- caught up on Hawkeye, there's only been two episodes. Of I dropped. have not. I, you know, Hawkeye is not exactly the best Avenger. No offense to him. Jeremy Renner is a strange dude. He's not for everybody. But I knew that I would enjoy the show because Marvel has not let me down. What I didn't realize is how flipping much I would enjoy it. 
It is excellent. Really? They drop two episodes. They dive into a lot. It's completely unbelievably entertaining. And I love what's probably going to be the new Hawkeye in the trailer. Kate Bishop from the comics. Is that his daughter? Is that that, Kate Bishop? No, this is just some random. Okay. I've heard that name before. I just can't remember. I guess very, I, I guess technically very, very small spoiler. But uh, I'll allow it because I'm saying it and I'm recording. Uh, but if you don't want to hear anything and you're not watching Hawkeye, then maybe skip forward like a minute or so. But the the show starts off with a flashback to 2012, the Battle of New York, first Avengers movie. Kate Bishop witnesses some of the uh, okay. goings on. And yeah. I won't say how or why, but the way it was done, like instantly it was like, oh my God, I'm going to love this show. Like the way it happened, it. you see a different perspective of what Hawkeye did in the movie. Some of the battle when he runs out of arrows and kind of jumps off, you see it from like a distance. And like, I'm, I'm legitimately getting cold chills right now. <laughs> I was like, yes, yes, yes. And then it just gets better and better. Cause he's very much the grizzled veteran uh, mentor type of like, I'm really good at stuff and you're a kid and oh my gosh, here's how it's done. Cause Hawkeye Let's not forget, Hawkeye and Black Widow were not superheroes, but their skill is otherworldly. Which makes it, in a lot of ways, almost more impressive than people who get gifts given Exactly. Like, or... can he hold his own against Thor? Well, of course not. But him and Black Widow, I would not... Uh, like, I could see them taking out some some power. I mean, they've played important roles. Exactly. Without having any sort of... And I don't want to minimize gifts. Hawkeye. He is... I'm not a giant Hawkeye fan, and... But like he's even to the point where uh, I guess it was Age of Ultron when he's talking to Wanda Maximoff. He's like, "There's aliens and a killer robot, and we're floating in the sky, and I have a bow and arrow." <laughs> yeah. Like he knew it. He's like so, he can make aware. fun of himself. Yeah. Marvel's very aware of of some of that, and I appreciate that. But he they definitely approach this from a look. He is not to be trifled with, and this is what's up. They they pull a couple scenes, and they even make a reference to Black Widow. Um, or or Scarlett Johansson's character, not like Black Widow the movie, where he's like, "Look, I'm gonna do a catch and release," and I'm again, I won't spoil it, but it's straight up pulled from a, a scene from a different movie, uh, one of the Avengers movies with Black Widow, and you're just like, "Okay, that's a nod." Yeah. And then he says it, and he's like on the phone, and it's it's a very cute callback. Um, again, I won't get into many details, but I was completely surprised. Now there's only gonna be six episodes; they dropped two. It's very much the show takes place like a week before Christmas. So it's all holiday themed, which is super on topical as it were, because uh, it's the season now, but uh, it, you can just tell it's going to be a wild ride. Now, two episodes in, it's like, uh, I'm still like, what's going on exactly. Other than some people want to kill some other people and you're, you're going to save the day maybe, but we don't know, but it was absolutely excellent. But without going down that, again, that rabbit hole, the shows are so well done and how supplemental they are to everything else has been great. And Loki, which was amazing, the the end, this giant bombshell, there's a multiverse, there's different timelines, there's only one guy keeping it together, and oh, he's dead now. All the possibilities yep. branch out. Multiverse. Which we thought led into Doctor Strange, but what it really did is led into some other things, and some other things probably lead into spider-man that will then lead into dr strange and then lead into we don't know pretty much whichever way they want to go 
Exactly. That's the thing with the multiverse. You kind of open the door to any any option. Any possibility. I mean, and I think if before, if you go back to before, I mean, from a movie standpoint, because multiverses have been, you know, pretty common throughout comics and stuff. If you go back from the MCU standpoint and you mention to somebody, oh, by the way, there's going to be a Spider-Man movie that has three different Spider-Mans that played the role across three different, you know, films. Before the MCU ever even thought about existing. Existing, yeah. They're all going to be in the same, and their villains are all going to be there. People be like, how how is that going to make sense at all? Nowadays... You just say multiverse. And most people will. There's going to be people who are like, I'm so confused. What, is it, what does this mean? What do you mean multiverse? And that's why in a comics, nobody's ever dead. Iron yeah. Man comes back, Anyone as, a, can come back. as a hologram or a computer code. Yeah. You can't get away with that. I don't think you can, at least. And maybe they do it in a, you know, half-heartedly. Or like, oh, well, technically they come back. Or Captain America, because like Gamora, who is a character that died in uh, Infinity War or Endgame, one of the two. Yeah, I think it's... Now, they... I guess it was Infinity... Yeah, because it got the stones and it snapped, so that's when she died. Spoiler alert for that movie that came out four years ago. Um, So she's dead, but they plucked another one from a different universe, and so now she still exists. With the sort of caveat that she hadn't met uh, Star-Lord, like... Which is going to make the dynamic interesting and the next Guardians. I think it helps it work as opposed to just but, being like, this character is back. I mean, I'm sure she's probably I mean, going to fit back exactly like she was, I'm sure. Eventually, eventually. she's going to get her memory somehow. But, but can helps. you get away with that? I, I think it works a little better than just pulling the exact person Well, exactly. Because you can't life. completely minimize every death. Like, yes, I did not want Black Widow to be dead. Let's pluck her from a different universe or whatever. And as soon as you do that, well, then Death there's, there's really no consequences because yeah. that was heartrending. Frickin' Endgame was wow. Yeah. And that's why you also don't just bring back Iron Man for number one. It's getting to the point where you can't afford Robert Downey <laughs> Jr. because yeah. dang. Also, but, some of them are just tired of doing the same. Because yeah. like, mean, it's one of those things Downey where... Downey went, what, 11 years or something? Yeah, I'm sure it also, you know, if he has any interest in doing other projects, it probably made it hard with... The, yeah, you know, you can't pop up in every Marvel movie and this be your entire <laughs> life. Although you make all the money that way, that's true. But you know, you you go too far, you're going to alienate the people who don't understand what could be going on or would be going on. But you also want to do it in such a way that what does work. And I think Marvel is also very good at you do these after credit scenes or these little parts. You see if they work or if they don't. Maybe you segue. Yeah. Like there was things that you feel like were going to happen and they didn't because they didn't market right or test right or focus group right or whatever that you know they call it in the industry and that's why you have a cartoon like what if did you watch the what if i have series? not you know i've heard mixed it's uh things about it but i've technically know. it's not canon yeah it's but at all because we have a multiverse now everything is happening all the time and it's all true technically canon just in but a you get a big <laughs> team up you get like captain britain and you get these other things where it's like you could see that bleed over into the MCU in some way. You also get like, they took Black Widow from one universe into another because Ultron was destroying different realities and he could have destroyed the entire multiverse. So there was big stakes in that. And I I won't spoil any of the plot points other than Marvel zombies make an appearance. This was all in the trailer. You get Captain Britain, um, Chadwick Boseman. I think he did recorded voices for four different episodes. And of course he died uh, in like 18. Is it 
He died in 2020. Oh, was it 2020? It was during the pandemic. Oh, it was. 100%. I thought yeah. it was before. Okay. I don't remember if it was this year or last. It could. I, it may have been late last year. Maybe I'll look it up. But ultimately, he'd already recorded all the dialogue for What If. What If was supposed to come out during the you know 2020, middle of 2020, and pandemic screwed everything up. And so it came out, I guess, several months ago now. Where, where does time go? But so he had one episode where he was the main focus. And again, it was in the trailer. Essentially... What if the Ravengers picked up T'Challa instead of Star-Lord? And so T'Challa is Star-Lord. Yeah. And the things that are different are pretty hilarious. But it's also like, he's the much better Star-Lord. No offense to Peter Quill. Love him. <laughs> but T'Challa was raised as a king, and it showed like the, the entire universe was different. Yeah. Because well, it's in the same vein guy. as the Star Wars uh what is it called? The visions, visions, kind of right, and that uh, I mean, they 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 in theory. I think this could... is more connected. Oh, it is. Yeah, because again, multiverse. So this, I think this is technically canon in that this really happened somewhere. The Watcher, who is heavily involved, uh, played by the great Jeffrey Wright, who I love, um, heavily involved, and those things could have been happening in the actual MCU. So. And I'm probably talking over there and getting muffled out. Oopsie. I just noticed my mic was had slightly turned. I think I nudged it. I we apologize <laughs> for the horrible audio. We suck at this so far. Um, we'll go over the so far. Jeffrey um, Wright. Yeah. Jeffrey Wright. He, he is. He's been a bunch. He was in Westworld. He was commissioner. He's Commissioner Gordon in the new Batman. He's in uh, James Bond. Actually. Oh yeah, he's Felix. Felix. He's the CIA agent. Yeah. Love him in that. Uh, he's a great actor. He he does the the role of the Watcher really great. He, he got some good screen time, so it could be canon technically. It just doesn't mean anything for the movies. Like you could skip that completely, which my wife definitely did, and you will not miss a beat. Maybe there's some deep cut two years down the road. They're like, here's Captain Britain, and they'll need to explain it in the movies. But everybody who watched What If is like, ah, yeah, I know how that happened. Yeah, uh, which is cool, but I guess the point of all that is they have so much out there. They have so many ways to explain things. Leading into Spider-Man, we have no idea what we're going to see for the most part, but there are some things we absolutely know, and whether that's a positive or negative, I think this is going to be the biggest post-pandemic movie ever, which it's not like there's been that many. That's a great accomplishment, but it is definitely going to be the highest grossing movie of anything yeah. that's came out. Since the beginning of 2020, it's definitely got the hype built up around it and the marketing. It does, it uh, looks which is like a it's... bit of a shame for the Matrix to release on. I think it's the same weekend. I um, hope not. Uh, Spider Man comes out December 17th, which is a Friday. I think that's the also same. my wife's birthday. I think that's the same as the Matrix. I could be wrong. And it's also day and I, I forget the terminology they use day and day on day, day and day, but meaning it's hitting theaters and HBO Max on the same day. Oh, okay. if you have HBO yeah, Max, true. it's free. That's true. And like, look, it's tough for me though, because like I, I have HBO Max and I really want them to get my money, but oh, it's really hard to not sit at home and watch it. It, it is tough, but man, it, there's something about like, for instance, I could have waited for Shang-Chi to come on Disney plus. I know it wasn't immediately, but like, that's a movie that I, I'm so glad I saw it in theaters just because the kind of spectacle of it. Exactly, and, the spectacle. And I, 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 I love feel the theater like, experience. Yeah. There's something, I mean, there, there's obviously something to be said for watching a movie at home the day, day of release. But 
I think because I missed out on the original Matrix in theaters and what that would have been, I think I'm gonna just see this one in theaters. Ooh, that's a good uh, point. Maybe back to back with Spider Man. Who knows? Like they that day that two. could be but that could be a cool just because uh, it's the Matrix and it holds a special part. But 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 that's I do a good think point. it's not gonna come even without Spider Man uh, releasing that day. Spider Man is. And Tom Holland as the character and Marvel, it's just become a Goliath, I feel like. Well, um, and that's it. And, of course, you have to go to the theater to see Spider-Man. And, it, you know, a, a good, for me, a good example is Black Widow, which huh, caused a lawsuit, but it was available on Disney Plus the day of, but you had to pay $30. Yeah. Now, I considered sitting at home, and but it was like, look, I want, I want Scarlet to get paid. I want, you know, it to do well. So I went to the theater. I made the choice. If it had been free on Disney Plus, you know, I mean, yeah, you're right. I mean, because the fact is, as far as the Matrix goes, I'd probably lean towards like IMAX. The price starts inching up higher and higher. I I definitely do. I'm a Cinemark guy. I do their $9.99, whatever, and then go and see an XD, which is, oh, yeah. It's not IMAX. It's not even, you know, there's the special format in all the places, and XD is just their whatever word. But it does look better, and it does sound better. And, like, I was never going to wait for Shang-Chi to hit Disney+, Plus. although I did rewatch it. I went to the theater with my daughter, because that's what we do. But the theater experience is just that. It's an experience. And, you know, I love my wife. She just called, and I denied the call, so I'll have to deal <laughs> with that in a minute. But... When we're at home, she's going to be looking at her phone or get up with the pause and it, it breaks your, you know, the, the, you get engrossed in a movie. You get, you know, it, it breaks your connection. I can't think Immer- of the phrase. Immersion. Yeah, it, yeah. It's exactly what I was looking for. Breaks your immersion. Even if it's not distracting, you know, quote unquote distracting, it breaks your immersion. In the theaters, there ain't none of that. Unless some. Unless there's a jackass. Yeah. Pulls his phone out and then it's like, I must throw a piece of popcorn at somebody. Shang-Chi, somebody did that, wasn't happy. Uh, or Eternals, actually. But Which, speaking of, I know I, we're kind of uh, playing around with the time frame here as far as these episodes, but I didn't know if Eternals was a good topic to It is, to and, and let's, in the interest to. of keeping this slightly trimmed down, let's um, talk about that a little bit, because where it's going, Spider-Man is going to be great if you can, Go to the theater, see it immediately. It's the only way to watch it for now, so if you want to. Uh, go to the theater for Matrix, too. They deserve your money, and hopefully they do it right. But Eternals... So, yeah, to caveat this, I, I, this is another one I, I have not seen yet. Uh, Nick has. But, it's, it again, with plucking out a lesser-known property, uh, I, I consider myself someone who at least is... A tangential, like I know things about comics. I may not read them all, but like I consider myself pretty well versed with just the in general all the properties. I had I had no idea about Eternals before it was announced. That's a lot um, of the feedback that I've heard is look, I, I didn't I didn't read these characters when they were being published. I, I don't you know I don't have any connection to them. They're gonna have to try a little bit harder to to, to pull me in and. You know, a uh, fun little uh, tidbit there is when you just mentioned that I said that I realized that uh, I said who you were. I didn't say who I was. <laughs> Hi, I'm Nick, by the way, and I'm running the What Is This Nonsense podcast. Anyway, back to the show. Um, Marvel's already brought out a lot of characters that most people will have never, have never heard of. Guardians of the Galaxy, 
Ant-Man, Shang-Chi, you know, Eternals is in that vein where lesser known, maybe that's doing them a disservice, but that's, that's the facts of the matter. But it's another ensemble as opposed to Shang-Chi where, I mean, obviously there's multiple characters in Shang-Chi. You know, we're not going to cover any spoilers, but the feedback that I've heard that I'd have to agree with is there's a lot of Eternals and you get a two and a half hour movie to do a lot of things. And it was visually stunning. The story was insane. The, 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 the stakes were super high. The wow. Like they went there and they did it. And you've got an Academy award winning director. I was going to mention that Chloe Zhao, I believe is one of the few things I knew was that like, she just won an Academy award for best director of like a very, like an indie movie almost. Not, I don't think it was like technically indie. I don't remember indie, what it is, but, but it's mo- it was yeah. a mostly low budget, like kind of. Exactly. You know, one of and those. she's done a bunch of other stuff and like, great, but this is definitely, you her know. biggest, I would, uh, you know, budget and everything. Definitely biggest budget. Like she, Marvel <laughs> does one thing bigger than anybody. It's definitely budget. This is the the most acclaimed director that Marvel has exactly. nabbed. Um, definitely Marvel. Because I'm thinking like Star Wars even got Ron Howard or whatever, but. Uh, that being said, the some of the uh, criticisms has been you got a lot of Eternals, you got a lot of characters they're trying to introduce you to, a lot of different powers. How does this work? What is it doing? Like the trailers show you th- them being kind of akin to the Greek gods. Like there's an uh, Athena who, like Athena's modeled after. One of them is named Icarus for Pete's sake. And you get the feeling that in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, we, these people were the Greek gods, like the Greek, you know, when they talk about this God and that God, it's like, it was, an, it was actually an eternal. Exactly. Right? That's kind of what they're, they're hitting out without directly saying that. And there's some cool nods. There's also some parts that were just like, Oh yeah, that's kind of corny. Uh, but there's things like that in all movies. So it sounds like, to, well, just based on what you're saying, cause, cause movies like the Avengers, you know, had a lot of people to cover, but they had the benefit of a bunch of previous movies fleshing out those characters and giving them the time they needed. Then you get to the big ensemble movie of Avengers and exactly. you already know them and they, like you each already get know little... and love all of them. Yeah. And not only that, but like you already love captain America, uh, Spider-Man you know and the that, later even without even really seeing, yeah. you know, Iron Man you've seen in five movies by the yeah. time first Avengers came out. So that I've definitely heard. And even guardians of the galaxy, not to say that it is better or, or worse, or that Eternals is worse, but that was uh, an ensemble cast that you didn't know of, but done in such a way that it just, everything was perfectly meshed together. And I, I feel like, and this is like, you know, Kevin Smith podcast, he talked about it and I've seen it other places. They could have benefited from a couple of episodes of a TV show introducing you or a whole series, eight episodes. And then like a, a movie, just because there's so much they're trying to do that it got a little bit like not exhausting or anything like that. Cause I thoroughly enjoyed the entire movie, but just a lot going on. There's so of. much going on. And this is not like, there's some, like you can skip. What if you could skip, you know, whatever, um, you know, other things and maybe not be that lost, but uh, everything is different. Now it ends and you're like, Holy crap. The world is a different place now. So it it has it has a big effect on the MCU. It has monumental stakes. Um, this is not this is technically irony, but let's just say earth shattering uh, consequences to this and for the future. And 
the after credit scenes, which I won't spoil for you. Of course, let's just say that teenage girls went apeshit crazy over this. I didn't know who this person was. I'm is one of the Kamal, few. Uh, Naji? No. Oh, it's not. It him. is not. It is. Uh, it would be a giant spoiler to say oh, okay. who the character was. And I, I don't think it would be a huge spoiler to say who the actor is. But let's just say that billions of teenage girls had to go to the bathroom immediately <laughs> after this. As because as it's we... a long movie and they had to pee. That's of course okay, what I meant. Okay. Wow. Uh, Not really. I'm going to have to watch this. Because here's the thing. It felt like because it was so unknown. And I guess I should have known based on the trailer because they make it clear that they couldn't get involved in previous events and how powerful these beings really are. Uh, I guess I, I didn't just myself did not expect stakes to, I thought it was just going to be like Marvel, like seeing how people react to these characters if they like them, but you make it sound like this is, a you big are very part. wrong. This is, yeah. This is a, sounds like a big part of the so, plan going forward. It's not a spoiler to say uh, you get the little script that they always do at, at the end of the movies that they will return. Yeah. And it says the Eternals will return. So we haven't seen the last of them, nor should we. They deserve more time to develop um, what, 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 where we left off, let's say. And again, the stakes, the face of the planet is, has changed. So yeah, there's no, like, you can't miss this. It's, it's giant. That being said, they, they did so much. The second after credit. So for anybody that cares, there is a mid credit scene and an after credit scene. The after credits is a much shorter teaser, teasing things to come with uh, w- one that was not not done well. And I didn't really think of it this way until I heard Mark Bernardin on Kevin Smith's podcast talk about it. And I won't spoil it again, but it was just a very cheap. They threw in a character and it was just like, really, that's how you're going to do this, man. Uh, we'll talk about it after after, after you watch it. But, um, you know, Kit Harrington had not as big of a part in that because oh, really? it was already spoiled who he's going to be. And it means a lot to the comics. Like he's supposed to be the black Knight, And I guess you know that because his character's name is, I don't remember, but that's the black Knight, which is his own character. He's had his own adventures, I I his own comic. Looking that up from the trailer. Yeah. And it's like, well, I would have never known that. And turns out it didn't matter because he didn't have as much impact on the movie as I thought he would. Um, you know, but everybody else, the powers were awesome. The the visuals, I mean, everything was just everything was gorgeous. The the Is that actors, about Angelina Jolie, the scenes. Well, you know, people love her, and I, I'm not not a fan of her, but I am in completely in love with Gemma Chan. Who? Oh right. Spoiler alert: This is her second Marvel uh, character. What was her? She was in Captain America, Captain Marvel. She was uh, one of the Kree. It was my Marvel sin. I still have not seen Captain Marvel. It's not because of anything. Oh, I let's haven't... just cancel this podcast, <laughs> no, everybody. Listen, this has been Nick hold and Driver. On. Hold on. It's not because I have anything against, what's her name? I feel like I have to caveat that because from what I can tell, there Brie are, Larson. There are yeah, a, lot I think of, about her name. a lot of people who have a problem with Brie Larson. I don't really care about that stuff. I just, I don't, I, it somehow slipped through the cracks as far as Marvel movies for me. And I'm also someone who, I personally am not a huge fan of the Superman like stereotype, like the most powerful superheroes. 
usually don't interest me in the sense of the Superman archetype where it's like, yeah, they you're do- so powerful. You could destroy the yeah. planet. We have to write around you. Yeah. To why we have you to figure out ways to minimize you or take why you out of the battle. Why didn't you be Thanos sooner? Like we had yeah. to, which, you know, whatever. But that's While that's it. a good point, and you can make a, a very good argument that Brie Larson is just not as charismatic as some of the other established, been doing Marvel movies for 10 years, uh, even just the actors, not even the characters, but the actors themselves. So that said, uh, it was an excellent movie. It was very well done. It had some cool, you know, we went back to the 90s, a lot of cool nods. And it's been years, so this is a little bit of a spoiler. But the uh, Stan Lee cameo, fantastic. And, and just tell me, because l- let let me just uh, a small segue. Kevin Smith will cry at anything, Marvel movies, anything the slightest bit emotional. He's not shy about it. Love Kevin Smith. Uh, gets a little bit emotional. He will cry. He was giant friends with Stan Lee. Gave Stan Lee a movie part in uh, Mallrats. That was giant. Stan Lee was not popular in the nineties. People didn't care. He gave him a movie. Uh, he really helped reestablish this love of comics and made it cool again. Like Kevin Smith is credited with renewing interest in a lot of that. So the cameo, they're on a bus and you see an old man reading the script of Mallrats. This Mallrats <laughs> no written way. by Kevin Smith. And right there, I'm getting chills again. I was like, <laughs> Kevin Smith is crying in a movie theater right, right now. Wait, that is you're beautiful. telling me they did this in a Marvel movie? In a Marvel movie. Wow. Kevin Smith and Mallrats exist in, in the, the MCU. I'm going to have to go watch this now. <laughs> that scene right there, I got such joy from that that I can't even describe. And, uh, you know, without, uh, again, a rabbit hole, there's lots of these. Um, I immediately went to find Kevin's reaction to that. Now, sadly, he knew beforehand. Because Kevin Feige wanted his permission. And the only reason is this was months before Stan Lee died. And apparently it was one of his bad days. He could not like, he wasn't doing really well. So the audio was crap. And so they was like, do you have original audio? Because on the bus, he's reading his lines. He's rehearsing. Uh So he called Kevin and was like, told him about the scene. Kevin probably cried and said, do you have original audio recordings of when Stan Lee actually did those lines? And he was like, yeah, I can probably get those. So what you hear is actual. Stanley recorded in the nineties filming Mallrats. And it was like, it was so wonderfully beautiful. Like right there, that made the movie for me. It was just like, I cannot believe like, cause I'm in, my wife didn't get it. There was probably 75% of the audience that didn't get what that meant. Yeah. They still Period. went out of their way to put that yeah. in. That's, Not to mention yeah. what it meant to Kevin Smith. Smith like yeah. I can't, it, it made me so happy and joyous. I couldn't believe it. But you know, there was a lot of cool '90s stuff. There's a they destroy a blockbuster. I've heard about the I have yeah. heard the blockbuster. You get a de-aged uh, Sam Jackson and Clark Gregg. Please tell me they gave him an afro. <laughs> did they, they did not. No. Oh man, <laughs> he had some hair, but not a lot. It was okay. the '90s, so yeah, okay. I guess yeah. I was thinking. I mean, afro wasn't really a fit. I don't think for his character, yeah. but you know, I was just thinking young. If anybody could have pulled it off, it's Sam it's Jackson. It's true. Because um, I don't know how old he's supposed to be, but he was never really young. But uh, it, it was a great movie. The, the, the flirking in it was great. And the the point of that tangent was Gemma Chan was in it as um, not somebody we were rooting for. And I believe died, which is not a spoiler. One of the, she essentially was just a, Cree? a, was she, a she was a Cree. She yeah. was a supporting character. It's not like, oh, no, how dare you tell me she. Yeah, she was like 
you know, the, the underling of the bad guy. Right. So to speak. So anyway, back to Eternals. I love Gemma Chan. There's Gemma Chan. Then there's everybody else. Really, you know, if we're talking about hall passes from the wife, it's Gemma Chan <laughs> and Kate Beckinsale. And, Up there. and then every other woman. Uh, my wife's on that pedestal too, I suppose. Um, but the point of all that was, yes, she's beautiful, but the characters, the models, the, the design, the costumes, the scenes, the, the locations, even the lighting. Somebody jokingly was like, I'm pretty sure she filmed every single scene in Golden Hour. Like they <laughs> filmed for two hours a day. Golden Hour, that's when they filmed nothing else. No digital lights. It's all natural sunlight. And she went out of her way and it showed. It, it's beautiful. The entire movie is beautiful. Um, but it has major ramifications for the future of the MCU. And um, I'm excited to see what the next iteration of Eternals looks like. Again, it'd have been great with a show with more time to learn more about the characters. But yeah, I wonder if they're going to explore the option ever. I mean, not necessarily just because of Eternals, but they have a platform, you know, Disney Plus, you know, limited series are kind of popular in other formats, but you know, maybe leading up to a movie, we could see like a three episode limited series of something. I completely agree. You have to believe that sets and like staff, like it's not like you're doing a show and a movie. It's almost like you're reusing all the same stuff. Give us a three hour cut of a movie, chop it into three episodes and then segue into a movie. Does that get too complicated for, I don't want to say your average consumer. You'd have to make it to where the movie still can exist. Without, without it. it, but that the I think would that's serve. the biggest caveat. I everything that happened in Loki, uh, whenever we we touch on that storyline again, which Loki is confirmed to get a season two, we'll talk about it. Will bleed over into the movies, but they they have to go into it with the idea yeah. that you may go watch the movie and not see that, and that we're not going to tailor everything to that. But there's definitely going to be a lot of we need to keep it generic enough or don't like have an Avengers level threat and a big battle that you watch the next movie and you're like, I'm, I'm totally lost. Right. You can't really get away with that. So I don't know for people who want more or things flushed out, maybe a limited series could happen. I mean, it's not a spoiler necessarily to say that we do have a new captain America. That's Falcon. And the funny part is in the end game, he gets past the torch. The progression through the show is I don't want it. Somebody else has got it. That didn't go well. Now he has it and he's got a badass outfit. Um, so when you see the next movie and he's Captain America, you won't necessarily be surprised if you didn't watch the show. Guess You're missing it out. Technically happened in Endgame. Yeah. You're, You're missing out, out on the in between. Exactly. But it still can work. That's a great show. The Winter Soldier. I love what they do with them. I love their I, dynamic. I, I, what's crazy to me is the Winter Soldier thing. This is just like a small caveat. Not even caveat. Just a small tidbit. It's like someone discovered not discovered, but the contract mentioned that the guy who played Bucky, this was back in like, was it the first Captain America movie? They're like, that's weird. His contract says he signed on for like nine more movies or something. <laughs> and at the time, you know, although people knew there was like a connected, you know, MCU, yeah. it wasn't fleshed out like it is now. So when they were like, why does Bucky have, and I'm in the comics, so many more movies. Comics, he, he, I think, became Captain America at some point. He definitely but, did. I don't think he was the Winter Soldier, though. Like, the yeah, Winter Soldier existed, yeah. but it wasn't Bucky. It or wasn't something Bucky. Like that. But, yeah. but yeah, to know even back then, that just gives you an idea of how much they've planned out. They're like, we're well, signing exactly. Bucky on for nine, yeah. <laughs> nine movies. Which, you know? like, 
you know, we do have like Adam Warlock confirmed for Guardians 3, yeah. which they teased at the end of 2. And some people are like, they changed their mind. It's like, well, it has been like six years since Guardian 2 came out, but they've got so many movies and stories to tell. And so like, you know, for the most part, until they prove me wrong, I, I, I my trust is in them. Like, hey, uh, it's not like they're mucking things up where I, I doubt that they'll be able to make it come together. But, you know, Eternals got uh, a bad Rotten Tomatoes score or whatever, even before it was released to the public, the critics, which I don't really care what the critics say. They can go hit rocks with Martin Scorsese um, and de-age De Niro for the next 40 years and make mafia movies. And I love De Niro, but, you know, hey, that's... I just don't... It's I apples don't know. and oranges. Yeah, though. I mean, obviously people can have opinions, but just I, I, the people like what they like. And I don't know that you can shit on other people just cause they exactly. like something. And you that never you should like, yeah. if you learn anything from this boys and girls uh, and everyone else is look, one thing doesn't need to be bad for your thing to be good. Like don't crap on somebody else's passion, whether it's football, soccer, uh, geeks, superheroes, comics, uh, books, star yeah. Wars, like whatever. You don't have to trash on somebody else's interests for your interests to matter and be cool. We all need to just, you know, realize that people love stuff and that's what we do. We love stuff. Um, you know, I'm excited to see what comes next for Marvel, for the comic book, superhero, action adventure, um, bonanza that we're in the middle of with all this great content. And it gives us plenty of stuff to talk about too. It's not, it's not slowing down anytime soon. I can tell you that much. That's it. I'm excited to uh, see Spider-Man in a couple of weeks. Tickets go on sale uh, tomorrow for us on November 29th, uh, depending on when you may listen to this, when this gets posted, if this ever makes it online in uh, our podcast backlog, which consists of only this episode for now. You'd kn- you wouldn't know it, but we've been playing this for... Years, years. I mean, I literally think it's accurate years to say at years point. at this point. Yeah, it would have been before the pandemic. We talked. 2019. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, we can call it years. We've been playing this for years, and uh, it took me an hour into the podcast, but I did introduce myself. <laughs> we will have a little bit more structured format as things go on. If this makes it up there, it'll be a nice nod to, hey, this is where we started. This is our first ever podcast. This was almost. You know, we kind of considered it a practice run. We plugged things in. We'll just, let's pretend like it just worked right away. And we started talking and that's kind of yeah, where we are. That was totally take one on the <laughs> yes. audio levels when we started recording. And it did you know, not take us an, an hour and a half to get, no, the it definitely did. That's a very specific numbers. Tribal. Yeah, Why did you know. say I just that? came up with it. You know. Not an hour and a half, but once we started recording in this, uh, we haven't stopped. So, right. I mean, I gave Nick a ballpark of. Let's, you know, we're not structured. We'll, we'll say 45 minutes. Uh, we're, I don't know what we're at now. We're at one hour, 50 <laughs> minutes right now, which, you know, that's a good round number. And, you know, we're not going to hold to any specific time frame, at least for now. We still got to figure out where we're hosting this, how we're hosting it, how that works and what services this comes out on. But if you are listening to this, then Please, in-app, whatever podcast app you use, leave us a five-star review. Tell us what you think. If you're listening to this on YouTube, if these make it on here, drop us a like, a comment, subscribe to the channel, support us however you may want to, and we would much appreciate it. Greatly appreciate all feedback and support. Um, You know, this is something we've wanted to do for a while, and 
to keep it going, you know, obviously encouragement and feedback definitely helps. So absolutely that. And you know what? If you just want to yell us and tell us how much <laughs> we're wrong, then you know what? Uh, the algorithm is all about engagement. So please tell right. us how wrong we yeah, are. That's all you want. <laughs> uh, we guessed at some dates and some years and some whatever. So a hundred percent clarify. Like if you know that, Hey, this character was introduced then or this year or that we want to know about that as well. So, you know, reach out to the podcast. We'll have links for how to do that. Once we create those uh, email addresses and, and, and whatnot to leave feedback. So be on the lookout for that. But with all of that said, I think this is a great stopping point for what we are tentatively calling what is this nonsense. And if we can leave you with nothing else other than you asking, what is this nonsense? Well, I think we've done our jobs. So Thanks, thanks for joining us again. I uh, hope you enjoyed it as much as we enjoyed it making it. Absolutely. I'm Nick, nonsensical Nick. Nick Mayer, Nick something or other. I'll think of a catchy name and my co-host. And I'm Shriver. We'll think of something. Yes. You can follow us on some service that the kids use these <laughs> days when those exist. But until then, we'll catch you on the next podcast and we're out. <laughs>